This is a diet of Brussels. What's the difference between the uh, single market and a, a free trade area? This is a, a question that comes up after Michael Gove's uh, big speech uh, that he's done today, talking about the, the case for, for Brexit. And one of the big things that he's talking about here is that uh, if the UK left, it would still be able to have access to a free trade area that would cover the whole of the EU. Uh, it would have access to the single market, but it would be outside of uh, the EU's rules, so it would be able to uh, make its own decisions, set its own standards. Uh, wouldn't be subject to the uh, European Court of Justice uh, and all the rest. And I just wanted to work through some of that because uh, a number of levels that that presents a, a number of inconsistencies which I think are important to to unpick uh, uh, and unpack a little bit. I'm going to assume that you haven't been doing your courses in uh, economic uh, integration uh, recently um, and so th the difference between a single market and a free trade area might uh, not be immediately obvious. In essence, what uh, you uh, do when you're trying to bring together countries' economies is that you have uh, different levels of integration between those different economies, and you can remove different kinds of barriers. Now, a free trade area is a, a relatively simple form of integration. It's simply saying that you're trying to make it easier for goods uh, to uh, move across uh, those boundaries. But otherwise, you, you're not really doing very much else. By contrast, the single market that you've got uh, in the EU is, in effect, trying to be like a national market. So no barriers to uh, trade uh, across uh, intra-EU uh, borders. So that means not just uh, removing uh, quotas and tariffs, uh, which is what you get in a free trade area, but it's also about having free movement of all of the other factors of production, so that includes capital, services, workers. It's about having a common external tariff to the rest of the world. It's about dealing with all the technical non-tariff barriers that exist uh, between different countries. So basically, uh, in the way that you know, if I'm here in uh, Guildford, I can sell something to uh, Scotland uh, and there shouldn't be any barriers at all to me doing that. You know, there's transport costs, clearly, but that's uh, it. Same way, I should be able to do the same if I'm trying to sell to Greece or to Germany, that I shouldn't have any kinds of additional barriers. Now, what uh, Gove seems to be suggesting is that you can do... Uh, uh, you can arrange a deal where you can have access to that single market and it still not be part of uh, the single market. Now, this is uh, complicated uh, at best and uh, quite possibly uh, impossible in the, in the sense that he means it. Probably the closest example that we have of that kind of arrangement is something like uh, the Swiss... Uh, kind of model. So the Swiss decided that they didn't want to join the European Economic Area, which basically extends the EU single market out to most other uh, EFTA countries. Um, but it does have a whole series of bilateral treaties. So as I've uh, talked about in another podcast, 
some months ago. Uh, they've probably got about 100 bilateral treaties, which allow for something effectively very similar to doing that. Now, uh, as was clear uh, when I talked about it before, the EU has been uh, very clear that the Swiss model is one that it doesn't want to uh, replicate with anyone else and actually it's not really very happy about the structure of the uh, relationship with Switzerland uh, itself uh, and uh, ever since the Swiss voted uh, in a referendum on restricting free movement of people uh, it's actually uh, looked as though that right relationship is uh, unravelling somewhat. The real difficulty, though, in a practical sense, is that if the UK is uh, trying to get access to the single market, then that would seem to oblige it to single market standards that, uh, in order to meet the, uh, the threshold for entry, you presumably have to comply with a whole set of standards. So how you can do that without actually being part of the single market, and as such, taking on or the obligations that the uh, single market implies is something which is not really spelled out at all by uh, Gove in his uh, speech, which I would encourage you to read as a, uh, a, an impassioned uh, discussion of uh, what might happen. However, I think we, we should be also looking at this in uh, broader terms, that if this is going to be the kind of line that uh, the Leave campaign is going to take, then uh, that would seem to be saying a much more distant kind of relationship between the UK and the EU uh, rather than the relatively close one that some have talked about before. And that might be important for some people in terms of making a decision about the scale of the change that's implied. And certainly what Gove is talking about is something that is uh, much more substantial change in the relationship than might uh, immediately be uh, apparent.